0: all right what up welcome back episode what 104 of the wide Ride podcast I'm your host, Ryan Honey of Elite Sports New York and Elite Sports Radio Network. Always good to be back. Got a lot to talk about this time around. I'm going to do a little bit uh, merging of topics with this episode. am going to talk about the Giants and that debacle over there and best bets for week 15. Uh, hope you're in your fantasy football playoffs, which start this week, I believe, for every league. Um, you know, I guess, I don't know, depending on the number of teams in your league, but Whatever. Hopefully you're in the fantasy football playoffs. Uh, I am for both of my leagues. No big deal. Um, I am the hottest fantasy. I have the hottest fantasy football teams on the planet right now. I am on some 2007, 2011 Giants championship vibes, because in the sense that I have become extremely hot at the end of the regular season and have snuck into the playoffs in both of my leagues. I'm in two leagues. In one of my leagues, I was three and eight. I know, not great. One three straight to close out the year. I snuck in as the sixth seed. There the only six teams in the playoffs in that league. And the other league, I was two and seven. Even worse, five straight wins to close out the regular season. Snuck in as the eighth seed. So I'm the bottom seed in both leagues. I'm in some Giants 2007-2011 championship vibes. I know they weren't the bottom seed in the NFC in either year. But I got hot at the end of the regular season. I snuck into the playoffs. Probably will lose in the first round of both because that's just my luck. But hopefully uh that's not the case hopefully I win one or maybe I'll win both titles who knows i'm 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 the i am on such a tear right now with fantasy football such a tear it's uncanny i'm the i have the hottest fantasy football teams in the world right now in the world nothing can stop me right now okay i mean I'll probably lose in the first round again but you know whatever uh but hopefully you're in the uh, fantasy playoffs um so as far as this, i had a good weekend this past weekend. So it's Wednesday now, December fifteenth. Christmas is in ten days already. I, I feel like it was just August. Uh I had a good week. I had a okay weekend. It was great Saturday, because I went to Army Navy. Sunday it was the Giants debacle, the Jets debacle, so that's what sort of averaged out the weekend. Okay. But Saturday was great. So I go to Army Navy, got the media credentials, sat in the booth at MetLife. Life, you know, no big deal, whatever. Um I go to Army Navy. Uh I so I had to go home to my parents' house. I live in the city. Uh my parents don't. So I had to commute back to my parents' house. Uh, had to, so I had to uh, get a car to drive to MetLife because you can't. I don't have a car here in the city, obviously, because it's you know the city. So I, I, it's tough to get from city to MetLife without a car. So I went to my parents' house, got a car, drove to MetLife Saturday morning. Uh, kickoff was at a uh, 3 p.m. at MetLife Stadium. I go there, and I went to a bunch of giant games growing up. Uh, my dad took me to all of them, but I've never driven myself there. And I had to tell him, I was like, yeah, I give you props for parking in that stadium. Because it was, it, it was like tough. Like you get in and it's just like, you know, you got to go through the boot. You got to show your parking pass. You have nowhere to go. I had to speak to like three different uh, employees who were directing traffic. I had no idea where the hell I was going. I finally find a space. I walk what felt like a mile to the stadium. Um, I shouldn't complain so much because it was such an honor to be there. But I walk to the stadium. I get into, I get to like the uh, the gate where they have to check your bag and everything because they don't let, like, they're not gonna let you bring a backpack in. But if you have the media pass, they're like, okay, yeah, you gotta bring a bag. Cause you gotta bring your laptop, your charger, your iPad, whatever you need. Um, so I go, I get my bag checked. Uh, the lady's checking my bag, and she looks at me, and she goes, "Good job." Once she finds, once she finds nothing bad is in there, it's just my laptop, iPad, whatever. She looks at me and goes, "Good job," as if it was like you know an accomplishment not having like drugs in the bag. So I'm like, "Okay, thanks for saying good job to me, whatever." So I get my, uh, I I get my stuff. I go through the doors or whatever, the elevator. I sit down. At the, uh, you had an assigned seat. I couldn't find the seat. Any, I I was like walking around. I was like stressed out for like two minutes. Finally, find my seat. I, I sit down. Uh, My laptop uh, sucks. It is a uh, an HP PC laptop that I got in 2018. Um, The fact that I have made it last this long, I got it three years ago, almost. The fact that I made it last this long and it's not a Mac is an accomplishment in and of itself it won't connect to the wi-fi in the press box it doesn't even show up like you go to like the available networks it won't show up and i'm like okay this is weird i restarted twice didn't work out this and that um so I'm like, you know what? I can pull out my iPad. My iPad has a keyboard. It's a Bluetooth keyboard. Uh, works pretty well. It's a little bit smaller, obviously, than like a laptop keyboard. So there's a little bit of adjusting. But, you know, whatever. I can I can just type my story on the game from that. Keyboard's out of battery. <laughs> so I'm sitting here. I'm thinking the people near me are like, like, could, I, I, the people near me are probably like, what is this kid doing? I had to cover this game from my iPad like, touching the screen. Like, I can't type on, like, a keyboard because I didn't have a keyboard. Battery was out, and then the laptop had that its issues. So I'm, like, typing on the screen, the touchscreen of the iPad, my entire story. And I don't know how I pulled it off, but I somehow wrote a great story on the game about it being at MetLife. I, I, I had the whole scene. Of course, I had like three hours, three and a half hours to write the story because that's how long the game is. Maybe a little bit less than that because all they did was run the football adoption game for both teams. But I somehow pulled off. I typed the story on my iPad, uh, You know, looked it over, submitted it, did everything, and sh- shared social media later on. Like I don't know how I pulled it off, but I pulled it off I, I literally, it was one of the better accomplishments of my career, of my career. yeah, career, life, whatever the case may be, because I'm sitting there like an hour before the game, I'm like, all right, like, it'll hopefully the Wi-Fi will load in the next, like, hour or so, and I'll be good, then it's all of a sudden, like, five minutes before kickoff, and I'm like, well, shit, like, now I'm, like, screwed, but I pulled it off, it was great experience, be- you know, great experience being in that MetLife booth, but great experience overall just being at that game, that's a... That's a awesome game to go to i highly recommend if you ever get the chance to go to army navy whether it's in MetLife or it's been at lincoln financial field in um philly a bunch of times I, w- I would highly recommend going it's uh it's a great experience you know it's i um I, I i had a great time i didn't think i'd be approved for a credential um and i was like, approved like right away this was like a couple weeks ago i applied i got the email to apply for a credential and i did it and I got approved, like, right away. I was like, all right, shit, I guess I'm going. So I, I had a, I had a great time. Uh, that was, uh, so that was my Saturday. Then I, I came home uh, that night. I drove back home to my parents' house that night. And I was, like, shot. It was, it was, because it's a long day. It, it really is. Regardless of, like, the game, you know, once the game's over, you know, you do your thing, you, you write and whatever, and, like, you, you leave. And um, it's a long day. It really is. I was, I was shot that night. And then Sunday... Sunday, we had two debacles in New York football, okay? Because the Jets have their issues. Zach Wilson was terrible. Zach Wilson did not look great. Um, people are worried about Zach Wilson. Listen, he's a rookie. He's going to need time to develop. Um, but if he looks like he did Sunday, you know, next year and the year after that, then I would start to worry. But it, regardless, I mean, he did not look good. They're dealing with injuries. You know, they didn't have Corey Davis or Elijah Moore or Michael Carter, the running back, um... They, he was dealing with injuries and obviously, you know, Makai Becton is still not playing and it's uh, so they're they're not in great shape on the offensive side of the ball, but they do not look good. They couldn't get even on defense. They couldn't contain um, Alvin Kamara. You know, Taysom Hill is starting because Jameis Winston is obviously out for the year and Trevor Simeon is not a legitimate quarterback in this league. Neither is Taysom Hill, but he's probably a better option than Trevor Simeon. I'm sure Jet fans know all about that. Um, he uh, Taysom Hill only threw for like 175 yards, and he, that's all he needed to beat the Jets because the Jets' run defense cannot stop anybody. alma Kamara, what 120 yards and a touchdown? I'm mean, his first game back from injury, first game since November, I believe. So it's uh, they, they that was a debacle in and of itself. And the Giants, I mean, the the Giants have every problem in the world right now. Because Daniel Jones isn't playing, who knows if he'll return at all this year with his next sprain, his next strain. Um, then you got, you know, offensive line can't succeed whatsoever. I mean, when you're when you're making substitutions in the middle of the game on the offensive line with Matthew Parrott switching in at right tackle for Nate Solder or Ben Bradison switching in for Matt Skura at left guard, if you have to make in-game switches, like that's not ideal because offensive lines need continuity to develop chemistry and if you keep making switches that's like the opposite like it's not continuity it's so there's going to be no chemistry so the fact that they need to make switches on the offensive line in the middle of the game that are not injury related switches that should tell you that this offensive line is not in good shape and it has not been in good shape for what has felt like 20 years at this point Um, Dave Gettleman has not fixed this offensive line. He vowed to fix the offensive line quote once and for all in 2020 and the offensive line still isn't great at all consistently ever. I mean, Andrew Thomas is their best lineman. I mean, he made a, made a good draft pick with Andrew Thomas in 2020. Obviously he was not good as rookie year. He's been much better this year, but this offensive line is bad and it has hindered this offense for a number of years. That and bad play calling. Because Freddie Kitchens isn't much of a difference than Jason Garrett. You know, I know he's not working with much. They don't have great players and their starting quarterback is hurt. But this offense is still putrid. I mean, they scored what? They they found the end zone three times, but two of those were in garbage time. So they started, it started off okay because they had the good drive, the t- great touchdown pass from Glennon to Elijah Penny, the fullback, in the right corner of the end zone. But, you know, it, 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 this offense is putrid. It can't work. They, they don't have good players. They don't. You know, Kadaris, Tony isn't healthy. It is never healthy, it seems. They can't get Kenny Galladay going. They can't get Saquon going. They haven't been able to get Saquon going all year. It looks like he's going to be his last year in East Rutherford. Um, you know, Darius Slayton's basically a non factor. Sterling Shepard too. Uh and um yeah. And Glennon, listen, they Dave Genelman replacing Colt McCoy with Mike Lennon was one of the worst moves he could have made this past offseason. Gold McCoy, who won a game out in Seattle last year, who just won two games for the Cardinals in the absence of Kyler Murray, replacing him with Mike Lennon, who has not won a game as a starter since 2017. And Evan Roberts on WFAN pointed this out. Nobody talked about it at the time, because at the end of the day, it is just a backup quarterback. But you know, now they're talking about it because Daniel Jones... We knew he was probably going to deal with injuries. He's dealt with injuries every single year he's been in the league. He missed two games his rookie year, two games last year, and he's about to miss his third game this year in a row. And now they're stuck with Mike Lennon, who cannot win a game in this league. He's not a legitimate, he's not a starting quarterback in this league. Neither is Jake Fromm, but I'd much rather see Jake Fromm at this point, see what he can do. He hasn't appeared in an NFL regular season game since the end of the league last year. I at least want to see what he can do. I know he's not up to speed as much probably with the playbook because he just joined the team two weeks ago, but at least see what Jake Fromm can bring to the table. I mean, Mike, you know, you're not going to win games with Mike Lennon. So I don't know if they're trying to save their jobs with Mike Lennon because winning games is what's going to save these guys' jobs. And you're not going to win a game with Mike Lennon. Probably not going to win it either with Jake Fromm, but at least see what he can do. We know, we know what we can get out of Mike Lennon. We don't really know what we can get out of Jake Fromm. Because he has not played in an NFL regular season game. But other than that, I mean, you know, they, they, they can't get anybody going offensively. The offensive line is not good. The quarterback situation is, you know, what it is now. And then you got the defensive side of the ball. They can't get any sort of pass rush. Uh, Logan Ryan wasn't great in coverage. Uh, gave up the deep ball touchdown uh, Justin Herbert threw in the first half. Uh, they couldn't They couldn't take Justin Herbert's weapons out of the game. They couldn't pressure him. He threw for 275 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, it's looking as if, you know, in the first round of the draft, they got those two picks. One of them's got to be on an edge rusher. They got to get someone to produce alongside Aziz Ojalari Because Lorenzo Carter is probably going after this year. I don't know if they're going to bring him back as rookie deal is expiring. Oshane Ziminez has completely lost his role on that side of the ball. Has Ocean Zimenez played much in the last in, in the last month or so? He hasn't produced, I'll tell you that much. No. Ocean Zimenez hasn't played since November 1st. It's tough to keep track of everybody, but I knew for a fact I haven't heard Zimenez's name in a long time. They need somebody on that defense, that somebody at the edge rusher position to produce alongside Leonard Williams and Aziz ojalari they need another pass rusher. You have to rush the quarterback in this league because any quarterback can dial it up in this league if you give them the necessary time to operate in the pocket. They gave Justin Herbert the necessary time to operate in the pocket, and look what happened—he threw for three touchdowns. They got to get a start. They got to get another edge rusher, well, maybe a linebacker too, because I don't know if Blake Martinez is going to stay after this year. He's got you know his expensive contract. I believe they could save over eight million dollars in cap space by cutting him, so they may do that. And he's coming off the ACL tear. Uh, I mean, he's a great linebacker, a great run stopper, but they could. They, I, I would rather move forward with a much cheaper Tay Crowder and another rookie that they would draft in the first round. But it is a debacle in East Rutherford. And so now the Giants, if the season were to end today, the Giants would have the number fifth pick, courtesy of Chicago. Shout out to the Bears for not being a good team either. Uh, and they would have the number six pick. Meanwhile, the Jets would have four and seven. <laughs> That's the state of New York football. Four, five, six, seven are Jets, Giants, Giants, Jets. If the season would to end today. And then Philly is Philly's 10th, courtesy of Miami, and 11th. <coughs> so, football here on the East Coast is not great. At least in uh, Philly, as well as in New York. So even the even the third team in New York that no one talk, that you know that no one really associates with the other two because it's in Western New York, Buffalo. I mean they're seven and six. Buffalo was the number seven seed in the AFC. They're on the brink. Buffalo was the clear cut favorite to win the AFC East at the beginning of the year, and now they're on the brink of not being in the playoffs. While the Patriots are the number one seed in the conference. So I, I guess that's I guess we shouldn't have been so dumb to doubt Bill Belichick? we shouldn't have doubted Bill Belichick entering the year because why ever doubt him? But that's just how it goes. That's the that's the NFL this year. The NFL has been a roller coaster in 2021. I can't figure out who's good and who's not. You know, are are the are the Rams back? Or is Buffalo in trouble? Is Cincinnati in trouble? The Raiders look like they could be a wild card team earlier this year. Now they've lost what five out of six? And they're outside the playoff picture. So I don't I don't get the NFL this uh this season. But with that said, keeping the entire league in mind, uh let's get to some best bets. Okay? And I'm not going to talk about every game because you know, it's gotten to a point like I'm not going to waste your time with Texans Jaguars. I'm just not. <laughs> I care about you. I value your time, and I value my time as well. I am not going to waste my time talking about Texans Jaguars. Because both teams are 2-11. and 11. Both teams are fighting for the number one pick. I don't know if they're going to get it because Detroit is somehow worse. But they, uh, yeah. yeah, that, 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 That's a, not an ideal matchup. Not something I'm going to watch. Is Scott Hansen going to switch that game uh, a significant number of times on Sunday? I don't think so. Um, But Whatever. Tomorrow night's game, Thursday night's game, that's tough. that's a, that's an intriguing one. Going to watch that. Chiefs-Chargers. I'm taking Chargers plus three. And then the Chargers, when the, the Chargers ceiling is so high, especially they're at home, so they're, they're home underdogs. I, I want to take the home underdog, so I will. Chargers plus three, Chargers plus 140, and over 52 because both these offenses can score. I mean, the Chiefs just scored 48 points of their own last week against Vegas. The Chargers ceiling, as I was saying, um, is so high. Because they have weapons across the board. They have a star quarterback. He's not an up-and-coming star quarterback. He's a star quarterback. Justin Herbert is right now. He is one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now in year two. Star quarterback. They have a shaky run defense, but overall, I think they could over they could um, contain Patrick Mahomes because Patrick Mahomes has not had a great year. I think he'll be back next year to his u- usual form, but he's not having a good year this season. We know that. I like the Chargers in this game. I really do. And I think the Chiefs are red hot. They've won six straight, I believe. But I think the Chargers ceiling is extremely high. And I like the Chargers in this game. I really do. Uh, Patriots-Colts. That's an intriguing one. Patriots are two and a half point underdogs. Against Carson Wentz. You got to take the Pats here. Saturday night in Indy. I know they're on the road. The Patriots are. You have to take the Patriots plus two and a half. It's got to be done. This is one of the hottest teams in football right now. They're the number one seed in the AFC. They're tied for the best record in the AFC. Plus two and a half. Bill Belichick, coming off a bye. Bill Belichick had two weeks to figure out Carson Wentz. Patriots plus two and a half. Patriots plus 125. Take the under. Because this this Patriots defense is going to step up. Patriots do not have to do too much on the offensive side of the ball with Mac Jones to win games. And they don't. So, I'm taking... Under 45. But Patriots plus 2.5. Patriots plus 125 on the money line. Local game. Cowboys-Giants. Uh, Cowboys minus Uh 10.5. I'm sorry. Sorry. I, I can't take the Giants right now. With Mike Lennon under center or Jake Fromm under center, even though we got to see what Jake Fromm can do, I just... This Cowboys team is... Uh, you know much better than this Giants team that's obvious in every in every which way possible. I know Dak has struggled for the last month, but this will be a get right game for Dak. Uh, I'm taking uh I got to take Cowboys minus 10 and a half. Got to take them. And I'm taking over 44 and a half. Cowboys scored 44 points of their own the last time these two teams faced. 44 to 20 was the final score back in week 5. Minus 10.5. and a half. Over, uh, excuse me, uh, over 44.5 and Cowboys minus 525. That's an expensive money line, but I can't see the Giants winning this game. Sorry. Can't do it. Can't do it. Titans-Steelers, it's not a bad matchup. Steelers, that's a weird... Chase Claypool, uh, like what in the world is he doing? Pointing for the first down. He gets the first down. They're driving to a ta- a- a- potentially tie the game with a touchdown. Touchdown. And, and uh ensuing two point conversion against the Vikings last Thursday night they're driving uh, no timeouts gets the first down a fourth down got to spike it Chase Claypool's pointing celebrating the first down and then after like after the game he said I gotta be better what do you mean you gotta be better? just don't be stupid it's not like you dropped the ball or you ran the wrong route or you didn't get the feet down on the side like what do you mean you gotta be better? Just don't point. Like, don't be stupid. Get the ball to the ref. The ref gets the ball to the center. He set. Sa- he stabbed it to, the, to Roethlisberger, and Roethlisberger spikes it. Like, what do you mean? Got to be better? There's no shot. Mike Tomlin wasn't infuriated about that. And there was already not, Claypool already wasn't in good standing with Tomlin, I would assume, because Tomlin benched Claypool earlier in the game for the personal foul uh, call, and then Claypool suggested that they play music at practice, and Tomlin, without really saying shut the hell up, basically said shut the hell up, um, it, it, got to be better. Just don't be dumb. Titans minus one and a half. <laughs> Titans are the much better football team. Uh, better offense. I like the Titans here. Minus one and a half. I would take the, uh, I would take the over just because I think, you know, Pittsburgh. I know, I know Pittsburgh isn't, they, uh, Pittsburgh can score. I mean, they put up what, what was the, uh, final in the, they put up a decent number of points against, uh, Minnesota. Yeah. 28 points. Pittsburgh can hold their own in the offensive end at times. So I like the over here and I know Tennessee can score. That's for sure. Minus one and a half for Tennessee. Minus 120 over 42. Uh, on the total. What do we got? Jets, Dolphins. Yeah, I kind of like Jets plus ten. I know Zach Wilson is struggling. I know that defense is brutal. But this is the division rival. I think it'll be close. Dolphins are red hot, but the Dolphins only beat the Giants by eleven. With so I uh with um uh, you know Mike Lennon under center. So I um I like the Jets here. Plus 10. Under 42.5. There's no shot I think these two teams surpass 42.5 points. None. Tua and Zach over 42.5. No chance. Jets plus 10. Under 42.5. Dolphins win outright. Minus 475. I can see this being like a 20-14 to 14 game in favor of the Dolphins. So with the under hits, Jets cover, Dolphins win. Bengals, Broncos. Broncos are all of a sudden sort of in the mix for the AFC. The wild card. They're 7-6. and six. They're favored by three points at home. But I like the Bengals here. I really... I, I think the Bengals... Listen, the Bengals have what? Lost two straight now? Chargers, Niners... That Niners that that was a heartbreaker. That was a great play by Brandon Ayuk in the uh, in overtime. That was that was uh I, I and I I put Brandon Ayuk in my bench. I still won in fantasy, obviously, but I I benched Brandon Ayuk and he scored the game winning touchdown. Uh, that was uh a yeah, great play. But I think the Bengals have a bounce back game. I think Joe Burrow plays great, which he has plus three plus uh one thirty five in the money line, and uh, I'll take the over here because I think you know I, I the Bengals can score. Bengals can score. I mean, they put up, what, 42 points against the Steelers a couple of weeks ago? So, uh, they only put up over 20 points in each of their last two games. So, I think over 44 is the the move here. By the way, I should have prefaced this earlier. I don't know why I didn't. These lines are courtesy of DraftKings Sportsbook. And they're as of uh, Wednesday afternoon. So, yeah. They're, I, I, I usually preface that. I don't believe I did. So, just prefacing that before the end of this podcast. Uh <clears throat> Falcons, 49ers. Nah, I mean, whatever. Uh, Packers, Ravens. That's a big game. Hopefully, Lamar Jackson plays. Uh, Packers minus five. <sighs> I think I got to go Ravens. Listen, it, it, it's big. It, it, it's this. Actually, I don't know. I don't know if I could take this game. Because I don't know if Lamar Jackson's going to play. I hope he does. That would be a great game, Lamar versus uh, Aaron Rodgers. But as far as his status now. I mean, they just signed Josh Johnson, who was a jet on the uh, Jets practice squad. Uh, so who knows if Lamar Jackson is playing? If he does, I'm taking the Ravens. If he doesn't, you got to take the Packers. So that'll be, you know, that, that's you know whether Lamar Jackson plays or not. That is a that's the biggest that's the only factor in this. If Lamar Jackson plays, I'm taking the Ravens because I like them at home. But if he doesn't, I'm not trusting if Josh Johnson plays or um, who is who's the backup they have now. He's from. Um, Oh God! He played last week. I'm blanking on his name. T- Tyler Huntley, yes, Tyler Huntley. Uh, he played last week. Played a couple about a month ago too, as well when Lamar was sick. So, but I'm take I I I take the Packers if Huntley or Josh Johnson is playing. I just do. Uh, Seahawks, Rams, big game. Seahawks can still turn a corner at five and eight. They can still make the playoffs. That's how bad the NFC is. I gotta take the Rams though. I trust Matthew Stafford right now at this point more than I do. Uh, Russell Wilson, I uh, never thought I'd say that, but I do. I trust Sean McVay more than Pete Carroll. Rams minus 4.5, Rams minus 200, over 45. I think that this Rams team can score. I mean, for real, they just put up how many points against uh, against the Cardinals on Monday night? 30? It's. I mean, it's obvious. It's Sean McVay, Matthew Stafford, these weapons. OBJ is finally coming into his own again uh, with a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. Got to take the over 45 here. And then Sunday night, Saints, Bucks. That's a big game because the Saints can still turn a corner too in the, in the uh, NFC playoffs. They're six and seven again. That's how bad the NFC is. Well, the Tampa Bay is my number one team in the NFL right now in my latest power rankings, which you can go check out on EliteSportsNY.com. Uh, Tampa Bay minus ten and a half. I like the Saints plus ten and a half here. I do. The Saints beat the Bucks last uh, last time these two teams faced in New Orleans. Uh without Jameis for much of that game. That's the game he tore his ACL. Hasn't played since obviously. Uh Saints plus 10.5. Uh, and I would say Saints uh I, I'm taking Tampa Bay to win this game. But Saints to cover. I say the Saints lose by a touchdown. Saints plus ten and a half. Buccaneers minus four ninety and take the over. Because t- these I Tampa Bay can score. I don't want to so it's over under 46 and a half. I don't like taking an under 46 and a half and under of that magnitude with this Bucks offense with Brady and all the weapons that he has. You know, he has all the weapons in the world. So Saints plus 10.5, Bucks minus 490 over 46 and a half. I could see the Saints, the Bucks winning this game 30 to 23. They win by a touchdown. Over hits. Saints cover plus ten and a half. Bucks win outright minus four ninety on the money line. So that's a Sunday night game. Uh, that's a game to look forward to because again, the, the NFC sucks. Saints could still turn a corner and get a wild card spot. They're only like a game out of the wild card at this point, I think. So, and the Bucks are obviously the number one, uh, the number two seed, and the NFC, the number one team in the NFC South. So they could keep rolling. They're on a four game win streak. They're my number one team in the league right now, uh, thanks to the their win over Buffalo in overtime and the Cardinals. Loss to the Rams on Monday night. Cardinals were my number one team. Uh, and now they're number three. Patriots two, Bucks one. You can check all the power rankings out on elitesportsny.com. They just went up this morning. So with that said, thank you so much for everyone tuning in to episode 104 of the Wide Right Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ryan Honey of Elite Sports in New York and Elite Sports Radio. Network. Follow me on Twitter at Ryan Honey E S N Y. That's at Ryan Honey E S N Y. Listen to and subscribe to the Wide Right podcast and Apple Podcast, Spotify, iHeart Radio, Stitcher, Google Podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, talk to you guys later this week, maybe or next week, whenever I decide to put up another another episode. And uh, thanks once again for tuning in. And uh, all right, I'm out of here.